Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's up, guys? This is David Thompson, your host for Believe in NC State Football. This is the first podcast that we've done, and I know we're in the middle of the season, but what an incredible time to jump in on this NC State football program. I suppose introductions are in order. Like I said, my name is David Thompson. I am the USA Today beat writer for NC State football. And I've been doing it now for about a year and a half. I jumped in last year, about mid-season, it was actually last year at the Miami game during the pandemic, which was uh, interesting to say the least. But in the last year or so, I've learned so much about these players, this program, and and this fan base. You know, I've gone to tailgates. I've met a lot of different people, and it is truly one of the most passionate fan bases that I've ever experienced. I'm from Texas, Austin, Texas, originally, and Longhorn fans are absolutely passionate. But NC State, it's it's slightly different it feels like it's rooted in something a little bit deeper. Austin is a, you know, a pretty incredible city. And, and I think sometimes there's so much to do there that if the Longhorns aren't particularly good, interest wanes. You know, there's always the diehards. But I feel like at NC State, uh, maybe because Raleigh's a little smaller, there's a more community. Um, and there's just a, a little more passion, I, I think. And and it's been fun just to kind of see the the ups and downs of this fan base in this season. You know, this team is six and two, bowl eligible after eight weeks. And I think, I really do think if you ask the average NC State fan, you say, hey, eight weeks into the season, you're bowl eligible. Are you happy? The majority are going to say yes. Sure, there are that small contingent of fans that believe, hey, this team should win a national championship every year. But I think most of us know that that's not really realistic. But where they are right now, which is they control their destiny in the ACC Atlantic Division, on track potentially to win their first ACC championship and go to the ACC championship in Charlotte for the first time ever. I mean, that's huge for this program. That's huge for head coach Dave Dorn. He's been here nine seasons, and they've had some pretty competitive teams. But where they are right now is is very exciting. You know, they released the college football playoff rankings last night. NC State sitting at number 19. That's pretty good for a two-loss team. And there's a lot of talk about how this team doesn't get national respect, but that's kind of a show of national respect. So yeah, where this team is right now is a good place, and they're right on track for all the goals that they talked about preseason. So that's got to be exciting for the fan base. And this week, NC State travels to Florida State, a team that started 0-4, looked pretty bad, lost to Jackson State um, after giving Notre Dame a, a run for their money in the, the beginning of the season. We think, oh, Florida State's going to be a good team. They start 0-4. Then they win three straight. They lose last week to Clemson. But it's a it's a team that that looks pretty good. It's, a, it's an interesting team. It's a team that creates turnovers. Uh, it's a team that runs the ball pretty well. And we know that NC State's one big issue this year 
has not been the run game. That's not where I'm going. That's that's the best thing that they do, despite having a lot of losses uh, on this defense. This team doesn't travel very well. They're 5-0 and at Carter-Finley. They're 1-2 and on the road. Losses to Mississippi State, losses to Miami, big win over Boston College. So I think that's the concern is going back to Florida. How does this team do on the road? How do they deal with an enemy environment? And how do they deal with expectations, right? This team is a perennial underdog. So when they start being favorites, sometimes you see them slip a little bit. That's what we saw in the Miami game. And Miami is, is uh, you know, might be a better team than we expected. We've seen that over the last couple weeks. You know, it was, oh, Manny Diaz is going to get fired. And now it's like, oh, wow, let's give this guy a contract extension. So, so maybe Miami's not as bad as we thought. But I think anyone watching that game knows that NC State was a few plays away from leaving uh, Miami with a win. So anyway, just a couple of thoughts getting off my head here at the beginning. What this podcast is really going to be about, and there's plenty of NC State podcasts out there, and they're all pretty good. First of all, the hope is in the next couple of weeks that we're going to bring in a co-host, a former uh, Wolfpack player, NFL player, someone who can give us some really incredible insight and gives me someone to talk to because personally, I just enjoy that sounding board and it would be great to have that name and someone just really interesting to talk to. And, and I know fans, you guys would love that way more than to hear it from the, the fake David Thompson. But also, you know, we're going to have different interviews and, and what I'm really excited about. So on our first episode this week, we have an interview with current player, wide receiver Porter Rooks, a guy who is a part of NC State's really incredible wide receiver corps, a, a unit that really is one of the best in the country, if you think about it. Quarterback Devin Leary completed 10 passes to 10 different receivers last game, and that just shows really the depth that they have right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we're going to get into just his progression on this team the way he's trying to be a bigger part of this offense and in, in, in a really crowded offense at the time, at the moment. And I think we'll just talk about anything that kind of we want to. And, and I think that's what's so fun about these podcasts is we'll talk about football, but get to know Porter Rooks a little bit more. And um, I'm really excited to have this avenue to do that, to not only bring you the stories that I do each week with the USA Today Network, but to bring a little bit more of a voice to that and, and to accompany that with something even more interesting. So with that said, you know, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this. And hopefully each week it'll get better. I'll figure out how to do this a little bit better. But for right now, let's, uh, let's get into this interview with uh, Porter Rooks. All right, I'm here with Porter Rooks, wide receiver for NC State. Porter, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, you know, hanging in there. So you are our first ever guest. How does that feel? Uh, it's an honor. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's an honor. I appreciate you having me. That's well, good, man. We're happy to have you. So um, let's just talk about this this team a little bit. You know, you guys are, are six and two, right where you want to be, three and one in the ACC. I mean, what's, what's it like in the locker room day to day right now? Um, you know, we all have pretty high spirits. You know, we know what we're capable of. Um, we just got to come to play each week. And we know that if we do that, you know, there's not many teams that can stop us, if any. You know, um, we have we take a lot of pride in our preparation. Um, we practice hard. We uh, practice deliberate. Um, we're focused. Um, every rep is a champ rep, we like to say. 
even when um I'm not it well not me specifically but even when I say the the two isn't in the game um we're taking those mental reps and putting ourselves in those positions so when um that when we are in that game and we maybe get that that same look you know we're not a we're, that's not foreign to us mm. so we try to just stay next man up and um play a you know do our one eleven yeah I mean it the wide receiving room is is crowded to say the least is it like what's it like in there right now if it's like it almost feels like there's almost not enough reps to go around maybe um yeah i mean definitely you know we're we're a talented group and we all know that um especially with this uh whole covid covid situation where everybody gets extra year eligibility we're a lot we're a lot deeper than we necessarily should be but um it, it works out the, it works out the best for us you know even with uh, me and other the other young guys, uh, we get to look up to Ameka, DC, Thayer, um, CJ Riley, which he's been here for six years, I believe. So five years, I believe. So um, you know, just having having all those older guys still in the room, having somebody to look up to, and um, that kind of paving the way for us. And uh, with our with our young talent, and uh, we all know we can play. <clears throat> like I said, taking those mental reps. Um, it's big for us and, and bringing that maturity to the room and uh, having our young guys just just as mature as our older guys, you know. So, there, yeah, there's like a bunch of old dudes on this team. Is it like, is it, do you guys make fun of them sometimes or just for being like so old and still in college or? You know? Oh, yeah. So, sometimes, you know, a couple of people get the get the uncle tag or the grandpa tag, but it's, it's all it's all jokes. Um, we appreciate the wisdom always. Who who would you say is kind of like the the vocal leader at, among the wide receivers? I'll, I'll definitely say Ameka um, and DC are the two most vocal. Um, you know, DC has a big personality. Um, you know, his 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 aura is gonna is gonna rub off in the room regardless uh, wherever he is. Um, and then Ameka, he he just brings so much passion to the game and um, so much preparation. Um, it's, 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 it just means everything to us. Um, having somebody to directly look up to that we see every day, we get to talk to every day. Um, and all of, all of those guys take us with open arms, you know, their, their line of communication is always open for us. Um, and we, we don't take that for granted at all. If I want to pick, if I want to pick one of their brains, I know I can, and there's no animosity or there's, there's no reluctance, reluctance to it. Oh. You got someone cooking in the kitchen right now? Is that what I hear? Oh no, 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 that's a little squeaky chair, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay, that's funny. I got this. I got the same issue over here, man. I get it. I know. I, I've had a couple, a uh, couple of linemen sitting in these chairs. You know, big Ick <laughs> in this chair. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so for you, it, it feels like you still haven't quite had your breakout game. Um, what? what's missing or, or or do you feel like you're getting closer or, or kind of just talk about your, your progression just since you've got here to, to where you are now? Yeah. I mean, I, I know it, it's, it's going to come. I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not an impatient person, so to speak. Um, I, I understand my role in the offense and it's, it's only going to grow. Um, I just, I just look to be somebody that my teammates can rely on. I know I say that a lot, but that's really what it's all about. Um, making those plays when they come my way, you know, just, for instance, last game, you know, they went to me on a big third down and I didn't come up with it, but uh, I told them, boys, I'm going to get it back for you. Mm. You know, that's that's just kind of the love we have for each other. And it's just, and 
when 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 things like that happen, you just feel like you let your team down. You know, that's and that's that's where I'm at with it mentally. Um, I just want to be somebody that uh, my team can rely on and you know help help put wins on the board. Mm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Is there? Well, hold on. What am I trying to say here? This will be. This is great podcast stuff right there. It's nothing better than than some empty air. I'm gonna do some editing right here, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> I've never actually done this before. It's it's kind of weird to like. It feels less personal, which is not my favorite. But um, let's let's talk a, a little bit about the the Miami situation. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it's I, it's during the first half. You you go. You make a you make a catch, and you run into a security guard. It's a fem- a, a lady. And she's like out, right? Um, yes. Can you kind of just take me through what happened and what you saw in, in that experience? Okay, yeah. So um, I believe it was it was third down, I believe, and uh, Devin Devin Leary he he rolled out the pocket. Um, where so I was working scramble drill. I uh, I rolled out to I guess it was my left, and um, I'm, I'm trying to run with him. He he throws it. I mean, he almost he almost throws it away, but. I'm thinking I can get to it. You know, it's, it's kind of close. Um, I try to toe tap on the sideline. Ball barely misses my hands. And as soon as I look up, I mean, it's, it's a, a, she was, she was standing right there. I'm talking about five yards off the five, five yards off the field, field of play with her back turned. So um, I, I was trying to do my best maybe to possibly avoid her, but there was no chance. So I did my best to catch her. And I, I just hate that she took that fall. And I, I was trying to check on her, see if she was okay. Um, but um, I hate that, and I, w- I hope something changes with how they uh, how they're positioned on the field. I think that's it's pretty dangerous because then they're not allowed to, you know, look and see what's coming their way, or you know, we're, we're playing at, 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 at full speed. You know, we're we're not really, you know, um, we're playing at full speed with, with no type of, I guess, gear down. You know, so when I'm, I'm running out of bounds. I'm I'm coming at her 110% full speed, you know? So I can only imagine how, how that felt. And I, 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 I really wish I could apologize to her personally, um, but I wish I could got her way. I hope she's okay. I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she's okay. I think she is though. Yeah. I mean, how do you kind of like, and that's, and that's the, the, such the scary part of those situations is, you know, you'll hear it like on the TV broadcast. Well, we'll hope she's okay. Well, back to the action. And you're like, for you, mm-hmm. you're like, you were just part of this impact thing. You see this woman unconscious on the ground. Like, how do you get back into the game and and try to to refocus after something like that? Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly, it did, it did take me, you know, a couple minutes. You know, I, when when I initially ran into her, I tried to, I tried, I attempted to catch her, but I was just coming with too much speed, and she had no clue I was coming, so her body was extremely limp. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it, it was hard to actually prevent her from hitting the ground. Um, and then, uh, after the fact, when I realized she was down and hasn't got up yet, I tried, I, I tried to go down there and kind of rub on her back and tell her, I'm sorry. And, you know, I took a knee right next to her to kind of show my, show my condolences a little bit. But, um, I mean, and, uh, you know, multiple people came up to me on the sideline and they, you know, there's nothing you could have done about that. You know, I know it's unfortunate, but cause I mean, I, I took it kind of hard, you know, that's, I mean, I hate that for her cause she could have really seriously been hurt. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm, I'm in, I'm in full equipment. You know, I don't know, maybe my face mask could have hit in the back of the head. Anything could have happened, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm protected cause I'm, I'm in full gear, you know? Right. So I mean, I, I definitely feel for, her, but, um, 
hopefully I can uh, try to I, I'm trying to hit a quick spin move or something next time. I hopefully I don't have to run that issue again. Well, I think you said it best. It's like they're so close to the action, and then their job is to look at the crowd. It's like it, it seems like such a weird thing that they're not pointed towards you because it's like because then those things happen. They're so close. There's no time for them to move. Exactly. I just I just hope at least they would get a little bit closer to the stands away from the sideline because there's no there's no way on earth that I could have avoided her because I, I literally took one step out of bounds and she's right in my face. You know. Yeah. So, well, I'm hoping hopefully that gets fixed yeah. amongst many stadiums, especially NFL stadiums, because it seems like the NFL stadiums are the, uh, the 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 actual crowd seats are a lot closer to the field. Mm. You know, she she's standing really close to the sideline. You know, so yeah, and I, you know, and I really hope you get get some closure with that because I know that's probably the worst part is just the not knowing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's good job. You know. Say that again. What were we gonna say? She was just trying to do her job, you know. Yeah. She didn't ask, she didn't ask for that at all. So. Yeah, you know, I uh, before this, I was covering high school football, and I had a a photographer who was, uh, I mean, she was this little thing. She's like five two, ninety five, one hundred pounds, and mm-hmm. she was taking shots of the band and got, you know, a play went rolled to the right where she wasn't expecting it, and she got hit, blindsided. She was in the hospital for like a week, man. Like it, you know, it was it was terrifying. It was, it was really scary. And, uh, Especially when, when your body's not ready for impact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even though you, you know, you wonder if that's like a good thing. They say sometimes if you fall, if you go limp, it's better. So maybe that's, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's, there's no good situation there for sure, but yeah. Definitely. Well, okay. Well, we'll go back to, to happier things, I guess, for the, for this question, you know, you guys have, have struggled on the road, right. It, and has it been, the losses to Mississippi state and Miami, is it just because of the teams you're playing? Is there something particularly difficult about just road trips in general that we don't see? Like we know that playing, you know, against an angry fan base is a little tougher, but is it just like the accumulation of the travel and all that, that that's kind of tough or give give me some. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I feel like, um, I mean, those two games just was, I guess they just weren't our games. You know, we didn't execute the way we know we know how. Um, they, I mean, they didn't do anything to surprise us necessarily. Um, I mean, they I, for that for that time being, it was the better team that night. And, and we know if that game was ever played again, you know, we we would uh, definitely come to play and, and execute the way we know how. Um, but as road games, home games, our home games are, are amazing. I, they're electric. You know, our, our crowd is our 12th man. But in those, in those away games, you got to bring your own energy. You know, I feel like we do a good job of that. Um, but we just got to execute a little better and not get, um, you know, when, when we get, when, we, when they take a swing at us, you know, we got to be ready to swing back and swing a couple more times, a couple body blows, you know. Um, but that's just, just the main thing is just taking it one play, one play at a time, one series at a time, putting series together. You know, I, I feel like offensively, um, sometimes we get, you know, kind of out of rhythm and, uh, we, but we have the, we have the five hour, I feel like that we can move the ball every, every drive, you know, and, uh, and we know that, um, we just got to play, play to that, that potential every drive, not just every game, every drive, every play. Um, and I think, uh, and then we, we'll see wonders and, and it comes together and when you see it come together, you know, we look unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, you saw that in the Louisville game. It's like three quarters, you guys are struggling, and then it's like something just happens. Yeah. And and for us up up there in the press box, it's kind of tough to to 
know exactly what switch is being flipped? Is there something like on the sideline where you're like, you can look at Devin Leary, be like, Oh boy, it's about to happen. Or, you know, like what, how does that happen? Is it just, he's sort of clutch in that way, or you guys just, it takes a while to get going. Nah, Devin, um, Devin is a guy that he, every single series, it doesn't matter if we ended on a score or we went through and out, he's coming in. He's, he's, high-fiving everybody, telling everybody, it's want to know, want to know, keep going. And, you know, let's put another job together. Like, or if, if defense gets – or uh, they punt the ball and they down at the one, let's go 99. You know, that's just him. He's going to go talk to his whole line. You know, let's got it. We got it. We got it. Let's move. Let's move, you know. Um, he's, a, he's a very positive dude, um, and, he, and he takes pride in it. He takes care of the football, um, as, as we've seen. He doesn't, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, um, you know. To have a quarterback like that, um, it's, it's, it means everything because, you know, you know, it's easy to get kind of down or even just the slightest bit of doubt, you know. But he never has a doubt in his mind that what we can do and what he can do with the ball in his hands. So how do you guys, you know, get off to a fast start against Florida State? You just got to come out and execute, you know, we, which, whether it's in the pass game or, or run game, you know, in the run game receivers, we got to block downfield to, to make sure we have, so, to make sure our running backs get through the second level. Mm. And in the past game, we got to execute, you know, on the little things, focus, focus on every catch, focus on every route, focus on the route depth, everything. I feel, I feel like we just got to play our brand of football. Mm. Um, you know, we always say it's not, it's not about them. It's always about us. You know, when we play our brand of football, we're, we're a tough. We're we're a really tough, really tough team to run in. Even even when we're playing bad, you know, we're still a very tough team. You know, um, it's just it's something about our DNA. It's something about something about how how we operate, how, how we're how we're wired. You know, we're just we're just a gritty team. Um, but when we put that grit with the the level of execution that the coaches demand out of us and that we demand out of each other, it's um it could it could really be it could really be special. So I, I was looking back at your high school career and I saw that you transferred, I think it was Providence day to, was it Myers park? Cause you're a Charlotte kid, right? Yes. So how come you transferred? What's going on with that? Um, I, I, I think I want to uh, play play a little bit of stiffer competition in um, public school ball. And I also wanted to ensure that I graduated early um, and make sure I come up here in the spring and get that extra semester under my belt. Um, also to be on, on track to graduate in three years, you know, and having a little bit of um, a little bit of cushion with that. Um, I, I just feel like uh, the transfer to public school was it was strictly personal. It was just for what I wanted to do. It was nothing against Providence Day. I, I had a great time there. Um, I, I, I would not. I, of course, I'd never regret going there. I feel like everything happens for a reason. Um, but I, I, it, it was time to um, spare my wings a little bit. Um, and, and kind of experience a different environment. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I enjoy my time, and, I, and I, I'm thankful for both schools, Myers Park and Providence Day, for, you know, my time there and my development there because um, I developed tremendously at both. So what do you, what do you study at, at NC State? What's your major? I'm a sports manager right now. Sports manager. So what, is, what does that mean? Um, <clears throat> I take a lot of uh, – of course, a lot of classes all around sports, but also um, taking management roles, um, a, a couple of business classes, um, things like that. I know I think I might minor in business actually, so it'll go hand in hand together. 
So I'm just looking forward to kind of getting into the meat of my major classes. Um, I haven't I haven't gotten into too many yet, but uh, this next like I'm like this next semester, I'm it's crazy to think of, but I'm approaching my my junior year in the classroom. So mm. it goes <laughs> fast, man. Let me tell you, enjoy so, it. I'm telling you. So let's say dream job outside of NFL, it would be. I would say, I would say, I would say, run run my own kind of sports mentor organization. If I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with House of Athlete, um, Brandon Marshall um, runs it. Brandon Marshall runs that, and I, I would like to do something like that just to kind of give back to the give back to the young athletes that's coming up and had the same inspirations as I did, and um, you know things like that. Just kind of spreading my knowledge and. But I definitely want to stay around sports, not even football specifically. I, I'm I'm a sports guy in general, so I just I just want to kind of give back, to, not necessarily to the youth, because those are some some of those guys are getting ready for pro days, getting ready for the, or coming back in the off season. They're professionals come back in the off season. You know, I just want to I just want to be around the, be around sports and be around people that are motivated and you know things like that. Well, yeah, and and, and I know you're into all kinds of sports. And your brother, he played basketball at Clemson, right? Yeah. Yes, he did. What? So, what's he up to now? He's actually a, a data, data analyst. I can't, I can't quote you on the. I, don't quote me on the name of the company, but uh, he's a data data analyst. He, um, uh, I can't even explain his position, but he, um, it's something about foreign cargo ships. Uh, he explained it to me, but I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I, I get it. I, yeah, he's doing well. Really well. Okay, that's awesome. It's funny, you know. My sister has some high power job too, and they're like, "What does she do?" And I'm like, "I don't know." She makes a lot of money, and that's yeah, that's, it makes that's, good money. Make uh, makes his own living. So that's all. That's all I can. Yeah, I'm proud. Um, he made the tra- the transition from you know full time sports and expecting to play professional, and you know, I mean, I feel like because his was based off uh, off injury, you know, mm. and so you know, kind of making that transition is always hard. But I'm I'm just proud of him how he found his way. And um, he's doing he's doing well for himself. So tell me something that not many people know about you. They they know so much about you as a football player, but who's Porter Rooks out outside the field? Mm, something that people don't know about me. Mm, that's a good one. I would say. Uh, mm, something they don't know about me. I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty open book. Let me think. I mean, this is the first time we've met, so I don't know a lot about you. So you don't have to dig, you know, you don't have to go too, too deep, but. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I like movies. I like, I like shows, but I, I don't know. I feel like so much of my life is consistent around football and that's, that's just kind of my main focus. So it's just, it's kind of hard to find other hobbies because, you know, in my free time, Usually I'm I'm watching film on my own, watching practice or watching NFL film or doing extra sit-ups, doing extra push-ups, just doing something, trying to trying to give myself an edge, you know. Uh but um yeah, I'm I, like I like like I said about the transition from from uh sports, my my brother had a had a hard time transitioning from being a full-time basketball player who, you know, I don't even play at all anymore, you know, so he has to completely find his interest, you know. Mm. 
and I feel like I, I need to, I feel like that's, I'm glad you asked me that. I feel like I do need to do some soul searching and find some interest outside of, outside of my sport, you know, cause, um, you know, football, of course, doesn't last forever. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you asked me that. I got, I got to do some soul searching on I'm that. I'm glad, I'm glad we can dig deep in here, man. But so, have you ever played Desert Island? You know that game? I haven't. I'm not sure what that is. It's basically because you said you're you're big into movies and TV, which I am as well. They just it's it's you know if you were stuck in a desert island, you could bring five movies. What movies you bring in with you? Ooh, five movies. Okay. Okay. Um, five movies. Ooh. To narrow down the list of five. Okay, I would say. Okay. Okay. Of course, I have to put some classics. Yeah. Um, and you got to think about it too. It's not necessarily your favorites, like the movies that you don't mind watching over and over again. Okay. Um, I would say King Kong. I can watch King Kong over and over. Which Which um, one? Any Any of them. I would say probably uh, uh, probably the Godzilla vs Kong. That was really good. Okay. I I could, I could watch that. Um. I would say um, Black Panther. Black awesome. Panther. Wakanda um, Forever. I'm here. Wakanda Forever. <laughs> but uh, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Love Spider-Man. So who's your um, spot? Who's your Spider-Man though? Because my Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire, but you're a little younger than me. So personally, I don't. I don't even. I don't care. I don't even. As long as you in the Spider-Man suit, you you cool with me. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But uh, I mean, Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland did a good job. Oh, dude. Like he, oh, no doubt, no doubt. I feel like he brought a little bit of a. Uh, I feel like light, light to light to Spider Man. You know, he kind of brought a little bit of comedy, a little bit of looseness. You know. Yeah. I feel like um, some other guys were kind of a little bit uptight. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Tom Tom Holland did a good job with it. I'm you know, I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. I don't I don't have a preference. You know, I watch any of the Spider Man movies as long as I see that that suit and I'm throwing them webs. I, I've always been fascinated with it. Um, what am I at three? Yeah, so we got King Kong, uh, Black Panther, and then Spider Man. Spider Man. Mm. Then I would say the Dark Knight. Ooh, Dark Knight, of course. A oh, Batman. I love that. And the, I know. And the thing is, this fifth one is gonna is gonna make me mad because I know I'm leaving something out, you know. But um, I, I'm just gonna have to go with the classic Friday. Friday. Ah, Friday. Any of the Fridays. Fridays after next. Did you lose me? All right, cool. Well, and and so I know that that Zonovan and Ricky they got their nicknames, but and not Craig after the Lewis. but not after the original though. Oh no, that, that's the original. Craig and Day Day. That's that's the no 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 no. You're yeah, right. Because Day Day it comes after. after. Yeah, it's Friday after next. Friday next Friday and Friday after next. Yeah. 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 No doubt. So you're into like that was, that was that was hilarious when they when they first come up with that that was hilarious. Yeah, that's not what I was. I was like, Craig and Day Day. Oh, okay. You just I feel like you just you just got to know him and you and Donovan. He's a, he's a character. He's definitely Day. Um, Donovan, yeah, you just got to know him. Uh, being around him every day, it was just so funny when they came up with it. That was too relatable. Hmm. Yeah, th- I, I thought that was I was surprised because you're thinking okay, there's Bam, so you're thinking like, you know. But Ricky's funny too, so they could either they could they could intertwine between Craig and Daddy really if they wanted to. It's, you, it's, you got any funny. nicknames? Um, I I don't really. Other than I mean, some people call me Rocket just because it's my Instagram name, mm. um, Rocket. But um, 
other than that, you know, people just call me P Porter Rooks. Call me my last name a lot. Um, abbreviated, put a P P Rooks, but I don't, I don't really have any certain nicknames. I don't. If you could come up with your own nickname, you know, if you could be like, this is it. They're calling me Spider from now on. Is that like what? Do you have anything <laughs> you'd want to do? Mm. Um, I feel like I feel like the best nicknames are the ones that just stick on their own. You know. Yeah. And so I, I I couldn't put a finger on it, but okay, fair enough. Um, all right, I, I'm gonna ask you just a couple more random questions because I'm kind of enjoying this. We're like we're like you know I, I am too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a, this is an uh, this is an easy one, but it's always interesting. If you could have a superpower, which one are you picking? Oh, if I got one superpower, yeah. Man, that's a loaded question. Um. Ooh, if I had one superpower, I don't think I want to fly. I think I want to. Wait, why wouldn't you want to fly? I don't know. I just feel like if I had to pick one, I feel like that wouldn't be one. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I'd rather be super fast. I feel like if you're super fast, like Dash, if you're super fast, you can still play sports yeah. and you can still get places very fast. You know, I feel like that that would be a that would be a superpower I could I could use. And you don't ever get slow. You know, you'll be old and still fast. So <laughs> that's fair. I, I feel like though, if you had super speed, there'd be some sort of NCA rule, the Porter Rooks rule. Like if you have a superpower, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, you can't play wide receiver here. Uh, no, nah, that's 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 when you just tone it down like Dash did. Just tone it down just to win by a little bit. You okay. Know, just to, all to right. separate from the defender just that much, you know. I don't know. But you could always you could always go with psychological superpowers, like be able to read somebody's mind. That would be incredible, you know. That would be ex- extremely empowering, you know. But uh, I think I'll take the speed, though. I think I'll take the speed. All right, let's let's finish on a, a slightly more serious note. Okay. Can you talk about sort of a a moment of adversity in your life that that it maybe you think defines you a little bit or has uh, you know, propelled you to where you are. Just you know, a, a, a moment that's you know, is very important to you. I think. Well, of course, God forbid, knock on wood. I haven't had to suffer through many injuries, but I've, I've had surgery on my my wrist. You know, and as a, as a receiver, that's kind of hard to go through. You know, you use your hands so much, um, but. Um, I feel like it was a turning point for me because I didn't let that slow me down at all. Like I had a, I had a full live cast on my left wrist and I'm going out there running routes, just catching everything one handed, you know, regardless of where it is, you know, I feel like, so just the little things like that, I feel like it, it kind of put things in perspective where although I'm, although I'm, I, I can't lose a step, you know, I'm still going to return to play. And when I return to play, they're going to expect the same out of me, you know, and I'm going to expect more out of myself personally. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that was a, that was the the adversity that kind of I would say more so mentally it switched my mindset, you know. And this was during was this high school or NC State? Um, this was actually when I this was actually uh, right after the spring, right after my first spring here uh, when we when COVID first hit. So right when COVID hit, I got surgery and you know, I was doing my recovery, my recovery process at home. Um, but every everything everything worked out well. Um, so I said, I'm, I'm just thankful that, you know, it's for a fast, speedy recovery, a full recovery at that. Oh, I didn't realize you'd had surgery. That's interesting. Yeah, I did. Okay. All right. Breaking news. You heard it here first on the believe <laughs> podcast. Um, 
Well, Porter, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I really appreciate you being a part of this and, uh, you know, good luck on Saturday against Florida State. No doubt. I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me. First first time guest, man. That's an honor. Man. I appreciate you. I'm tell- I couldn't have asked for anyone else, man. I, I, I can't wait to, to bring you on again. All right. Sounds good. Just let me know. I'm down. All right, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.